Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight we have a returning guest. This gentleman is fantastic. Gary Sinclair, who I'm going to do the formal introduction when we begin. He's got an amazing, innovative technique which allows you to take away the pain associated with memories. And I swear, once you try this and you do it and then you see how it works, there's nothing like it. This gentleman is very cutting edge, and I would call this show a staple market example of what the Outer Limits of Inner Truth is about. Going after the innovative techniques, practices, and bringing them to your attention. I really hope this show has a positive, profound impact on you, and let us begin. Welcome back to the program. This is Mr. Gary Sinclair. He's the founder of Memory Energy Therapy Association. More about him, go to his website at memoryenergytherapy.com. Mr. Sinclair, we really got a great response to your very first program. Can you please summarize once again what is it that you do and why is it that it's so innovative? Wow, thanks for having me back, Ryan. I love it. Well, number one, I'm changing the face of therapy, and the easiest way to describe that is there's a certain percentage of all therapy that fails. When I looked at the modalities that I was trained in before, things like EFT or EMDR or any of the other stuff that's out there, now, even this some great NLP work, but this stuff helped, but it never was completely successful. So what happened was in June of 2014, so we're only like not that far out timing-wise, I created a new piece of therapeutic work called Soul Link. And what Soul Link actually does is it takes the energetic longitudinal and transverse meridians of the body, and by tactile stimulation, increases the potential of the positive field of energy that surrounds the body so that as that positive field becomes stronger, it literally pulls the negative charge out of any memory. And when I say any memory, we've now worked with over 10,000 people. We've stopped counting at 10,000 who have had complete success without a hint of failure. So, yeah. Well. When you do something like this and you're able to yes. immediately take away the negative energy away from it, does it? do you think it takes away the um, the purpose of the lesson? Does it kind of diminish the lesson of why you had to have the negativity in the first place? Well, that's an interesting question because what happens it, for most people is they still remember the memory. So the lesson that they needed to garner out of it, they're now in a more positive state of being able to garner that lesson rather than having it still become a negative noose around their neck. Uh, which is basically choking them off in life. So I love the fact that they still remember the memory, but when I teach them to do the work for themselves or put them through the certification training, uh, they can do the work for themselves in roughly 20 seconds. If they're going to work with a client and do it for the client, then they're looking at anywhere between 30 and 40 seconds to get the same result with the client they're working with. And then, of course, the best thing about it is it's completely content-free. We're not discussing anything about that memory. I don't want to get involved with the memory. I want to stay healthy. I don't want to own your story or anything else about what's going on. So as healthy as I can stay, that's where I want to be. When you are doing this, does there need to be a commitment of belief upon the person who's being healed? Do they need to believe it's going to work in order for it to work? Or will it work regardless? I'm going to give you a good one. I got an email from a gal that was in Australia when I was teaching there. And she, she politely said, I'm writing to you, and I'll tell you later why. She said, I was, I was there with my best friend when you did a demo night in, in Melbourne. 
She said, and I was there in order to prove to my friend that you were one gigantic fraud. You were a hoax. <laughs> you, you were just the worst thing that ever came down the pipe. Isn't it nice to get emails like that that, that start oh, out yeah. like that? Well, you know, it's, it's like, who do you think you are trying to claim that you've neutralized every second? She said, so I sat there with my friend, and she did all the processing, all the training you gave us. And did you finally said you're going to do the one that does your worst memory ever. So I thought, well, I'll do this one. She said, and I did. And on the way home, I said to my friend, you know what? That memory really doesn't bother me. Interesting. But it's okay. It'll all be back by morning. I know it will be. Then I can really prove he's a fraud. Well, she said, I have to tell you now the reason why I'm writing. Because when I got up this morning, I had to call my friend, and I said to her, do you know that memory we worked that I worked on last night I told you about on the way home? And her friend said, yeah. She says, well, can you tell me what it was about? Because right now I can't really remember it. And her friend said, if you can't remember it, that's the last damn thing I'm going to tell you about. Now you know what to do with the rest of your garbage. Wow. <laughs> and what she said was, Oh, I don't know what it was, she said, but I know that whatever I would have used would have been life-threatening to me based on the hell I went through in my early life. Well, <laughs> so I, That's pretty amazing. I, I think it's really amazing. But then another part came out to me. It's like, my goodness. I mean, look, you've got something that's fantastic. It's going to heal people. But, you know, if you're a tyrannical government, a.k.a. just about every single government on the earth right now, wouldn't you want to utilize your techniques for the power of doctors to make people forget about where they've come from, to make them believe, like, oh, my God, yeah, you've always been living this way. There was no, no period of time in history when you actually had freedom. It's not going to do that. <laughs> it's not going to do that. Think of it this way, Ryan. Yeah. Your heart beats. You're not in charge of your heart, but it beats, okay? And because it beats, it creates an energy field. If you look at HeartMath Institute, HeartMath Institute says that that energy field surrounding you is 5,000 times stronger than the field that the brain produces. And when they grade them together, they put 5,000 to the positive and basically 100 negative to the field that the brain holds onto. So what happens is because you've got the longitudinal meridians and the transverse meridians that literally run through the hand, or I can use other areas where the meridians are fully present, but let's use the hands for now. Because of that, what happens is as we start doing the process, or the person does it for themselves, literally they will end up potentiating that 5,000 so it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And eventually what happens is that 5,000 absolutely wins. It pulls the negative charge out of the memory they're holding on to, and then it's over. <laughs> and they realize it. They, they can try as they will to hold on to the negative charge, but if they're doing it right and not paying attention to what they're doing as they run the process, they're really just holding on to the memory. They're going to get complete success in roughly 20 seconds. And as I say, we've, we've got a lot of people we've worked with. Bruce Lipton's in the process of putting this up on his website. I've known Bruce for like 20 years because if you look at the field of epigenetics, I mean, they've now proved using animals, you know, that if we change the environment to the cell, we're going to change the epigenetic and genetic structure, the DNA structure. Well, let's face it, what I'm doing is epigenetic in nature, and in fact, now that we've got more than 10,000 people, I can't wait for that community that's out there to begin to realize, wait a second, since we've got something that is that amazing, let's put it to the test and bring it into the field of epigenetic research. And what they're going to discover is, if it weren't true, and Ryan, I don't know how much you remember my story, I wouldn't even be alive. Yeah. Do you remember? You gotta rem yep. Yeah. Can you I was uh, born, sure, I was born with two lungs that were only 50% there. At 22, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. At 36, the only thing that really moved in my body was my right arm. And, I mean, it took me 16 months once I determined that I was going to overcome the MS. But let me tell you, that was a mind change for me. There was a lot involved. 
I mean, I would look at the ceiling and I'd say, God, if you love me, you'd heal me. And the interesting thing about it is the voice that I was using was mine to say it in my head. But the voice continued, and it would always say, and if you loved yourself, you'd heal. And that's what I did. I put that, I put that thought to the test. I began to realize, what is there about me that I don't love? Because I'm going to absolutely, positively, totally, completely determined to love everything about me. doesn't matter what's wrong. I'm going to love everything about me. And 16 months later, I was pretty much the way you see me today. The wonderful thing about it is six months later, God graciously, in 15 minutes, gave me full-length capacity in a miracle healing service at my church. I took communion, and I had already told my wife on Friday night that when I took communion on Sunday, my lungs are going to heal. And sure enough, when I took communion on Sunday, I got full lung capacity in 15 minutes, and I hadn't had it in 36 years. So That's incredible. Uh, yeah, it really is. But the thing is, it causes me to have the ability to believe in what's possible and in my head to research what is the energetic connection to what is possible. You can tell me about a 10-year-old memory, but can you show me a 10-year-old body? It isn't going to happen, right? right. Well, I guess I have some more questions about this, the fact that it seems like it's so direct. It's such a direct way of you know accessing healing. But when the heart is beating... Yeah. How does the energy frequency change, or does it change if you are angry, if you are sad, if you are happy, if you're, if you're sending hatred towards one? How does that project and change your energy field? For well, it, again, there's all sorts of research study out there that would do uh, EKGs and all sorts of other equipment that they use, uh, electroencephalographs, where they look at the results of all the emotions and feelings to your body. Just remember, when you store that memory, all memory at the other than conscious level is stored based on emotions and feelings. So if that memory is stored with a negative, what we want to do is we want to get into that memory and release it and allow it to become neutral. In actuality, I can take a positive memory and make that positive memory absolutely feel better. And I really mean feel better. But the reason would be is because we're taking a positive already and introducing it energetically into a positive field. That just makes for a stronger positive. Right, now, I'm going to look at your research and completely unbiased because it seems like you're able to utilize this for, for good. And I love it. I love the fact that you, you, you oh, take yeah. this method. You know, but it seems like it seems to be what I'm getting at that it is a scientific concept. It's more of a scientific concept. It, it is the, this is a fact of this is the way our, our bodies are. This is the way our etheric energy is. Now, that in mind, are you able to, in some way, shape, or form, put a different perspective on a memory? Are you able to make a memory have a greater significance by adding a greater amount of sadness to it or actually reversing uh, it? And the reason uh, why I ask you this is because sometimes, I'll say in my personal life, some of the hardest lessons I've ever had have actually been some of the best lessons I've ever had. And sometimes people, especially if they're battling with drug and alcohol addiction, you know, yeah. they fall. But they don't fall hard enough that it's willing to change. Can they actually, theoretically speaking, take a memory of themselves where they you know, had a fall but didn't fall hard enough, add a greater emphasis of sadness to that in order to use that as a catalyst for them to eventually change for the better? My answer has to be no. And here's the reason why. The heart is the controlling energy force that's being used to do the work. The heart doesn't produce a negative. The heart produces only a positive. Even so the people who are evil? <laughs> yes, sir. You're walking around, yes, you're doing evil stuff? <laughs> they can be doing it, my friend, but the heart itself is a positive energy field. Look at the work of Heart Math Institute. You're not going to find somebody out there walking around with a negative energy field. They can walk around with a negative mindset, 
that the energy field is produced by the heart, which is the life force and the controlling energy of who you are based on the creator flowing through you is a positive field. That's why it makes it so simple for me to understand what this work is doing and why. I mean, I've got three lifetime achievement awards in this work because I not only have this program, I have restoration. What Soul Link, this piece we're talking about, does for a memory, I have a two-day program that I certify people to do called Restoration that does your entire life over two days. Well, can you talk about that and go into a little more of that? And also, before you even go into it, tell us about these lifetime achievement awards because I want to just say, Gary, you know, it's a real honor to know you, and I'm so happy that we, we communicate. Yeah. actually connected through Reverend Sally Perry, who we had on our show the very yeah. first year. But I think that what you're doing is very cutting edge. And um, after we go through this, I, I do want to go back to more practical applications for how people who are listening can use it. But tell us about those three Lifetime Achievement Awards. Well, again, they all come out of associations related to hypnotherapy or NLP, uh, simply because that's the fields that I came out of. You know, I'm, I'm trained in about anything that's out there energetically, uh, but I'm not a doctor. Uh, so I'm very careful with what I do, that I'm dealing with everything based on being a piece of retained memory. Uh, that's a big one for me. I mean, it's, it's like uh, when we talk about a piece of retained memory. Do this one for me, Ryan. Find a minor feeling on the outside of your body. Minor feel outside of my body? Yeah, yeah on the outside of your body. Find a minor feel. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't... Um just anything. feel something. Just, just feel a feeling on your body. Okay. Okay, now, we talk about, in order for you to be aware of that feeling, you are but a totality of awareness and consciousness. And because you are an awareness and consciousness, there must be a part of awareness that makes you aware of that feeling. Would that make sense? Yes, but I'm also were, perceiving, I don't know if I'm perceiving it through my heart or if I'm perceiving it through my brain, which is perceiving it through the eyes. Uh-huh. Okay, well, let's ask this question. Let's see what happens. Is it possible within the framework of pure potentiality, the part of awareness that's making you aware of that feeling right now would like to simply relax, unwind, or unfold and become a part of awareness and consciousness once more? I think it would, but my brain probably won't let it happen, but I'm willing to be open to everything. <laughs> give, give me permission to see what happens. All right. All right. Come on, body. You, you, you. Feeling, you, feeling you, gone? Yeah. I'm always, uh, by the way, my body is the, is the before picture in the weight loss yeah. commercials on the before <laughs> and someone else in the after. Come on, body, in the before pictures. Let's, um, let's get relaxed. And uh, here I am. Look, I'm relaxed. Oh. Well, what's so interesting is the feeling goes away. And it's simply because even even the awareness of the feeling is a piece of retained memory. So when they really look at everything that I'm doing, whether it's soul link or restoration or even awareness and consciousness that we just talked about, all these pieces are cutting edge to where the future of medicine is going to go. They're cutting edge to where epigenetics is going to end up. Uh, simply because I realized I wouldn't be alive. I wouldn't be here today. I'm trying to remember whether I talked to you before I had my stroke or after. I know a year ago, last July, yeah, I, I realized I was having a stroke. My son got me to the hospital, and I was doing pretty good by the time I got there, but it was pretty obvious I had a stroke. Over the next three days, I had 14 TIA strokes. Oh my God. And in fact, not only did I have 14, but I came out of each one within 30 minutes, and two days later, I was released on my own recognizance. I got up and walked out of the hospital. I mean, that's, that's just... That's just like that's stuff that's scientific. Were there, yeah. were there any causes or the reasons why you were having the stroke? Was oh, something? no. They've done every piece of research they can do after the fact, still trying to figure out everything. And they're, like, completely dumbfounded. But they know. They watched UCSC uh, neurology department, watched on camera as I went through 
at least 13 of the 14 strokes right there in the hospital while monitoring out all these directions. And finally, the, the head of the neurology department there at the hospital told him, guys, you're going to have to wait 30 minutes. And we'll let Gary tell you, Gary, do you want him to wait 30 minutes before they start pumping you with other medications and so forth? And I nodded my head. He says, okay, guys, Gary's requesting we wait 30 minutes. And 30 minutes later, my speech would begin to come back, and I'd get the feeling back, and they'd just stand there with their mouth wide open. You know, all I know is I understand the energy of the body in a way that I don't know who else really understands it the way I do. I don't know. You know, I, I trust they're out there somewhere. You know, if, if they were there and they really understood it, then we ought to have more therapies like Soul Link, which does, in fact, neutralize the memory in seconds. We should have a lot of this stuff coming, but so far I don't see it coming in any other format. I mean, I, I want to protect it just so it stays clean and healthy because it is 100% successful. So I'm at patent pending on the work. I love it. And I'm, I'm wondering, are you able to take your techniques and your methodologies and actually teach animals teach animals this to, to heal because one thing I love doing is that I, I love animals and there are a lot of animals that have been abused I'm wondering if your techniques can actually be used to heal these abused animals um, because they, they, they're, they're pure love and pure energy yeah I would I would like to say that there's some research out there on that I only have one group that I'm aware of who takes in racehorses after they've gotten to where they're just not going to run another race and they literally are using Solink on those horses and I know that I know who they are, and I know where they're at. I've had other people that have talked about using their dogs or their cats uh, and doing Soul Link on the paws uh, and just saying it's just like it just completely calms them down. I, I, it just, I don't have an answer, and it's not a direction that I have the time to go to because I recognize I'm still only one. There's only one other person in the whole globe who's totally certified to do everything I'm doing. Right now, she lives in Australia, and she's up in Canada teaching right now, but I've got four more in the U.S. that are close. And when you look at PBS waiting to do a special, because they've waited two and a half years, there's just certain things that need to be in place before we push it out to that degree. But I did agree here a month ago uh, that I'm going to start to put this out there worldwide. I did the World Congress of Integrated Medicine uh, in Hawaii, uh, and there's no question that the world's waiting for this. I mean, they're begging for it. But what I'm going to do is have enough people certified and trained to, again, to put it out there. And that's why, you know, there is a, a complete, let's see, Seven days of total training that's involved, 330 pages of manuals in the total certification training to do this work with other people. Gary, this is wonderful. And I want to bring to your attention that um, since the last time we talked, I've actually been speaking with several of, our, several of our listeners. And the one thing that shocks me is how advanced they are. I don't, I'm going to bring this up again in the future show, but I'll bring it up for the first time right now. They are way more advanced than I am. They, uh, they're progressive. I'm wondering, I think this would be perfect for them. So if you're listening right now, please, I implore you, please connect with Gary and do this. I think that the types of people I've been communicating with, you're, you're, you're perfect for this. Gary, how do people um, can start the training? How long is the training? Okay. How, how do they get involved? Because I'm looking for the caliber of the person in the end, I require that they take the two-day restoration class to begin with. So that would be Monday, Tuesday, and a week. And what that class does, it ends without them having a single major memory they can think of that still bothers them. It's taken away the controlling influence of other people. It's energetically integrated the parts 
or parts of them that are fractured off. There's just so many things that take place in that whole course. The biggest piece is that within four hours of the time we begin, they can look at each other and realize they just made a life-changing decision because of how they feel of where they are in their life to become love-living for the rest of their life rather than love-seeking. It is so major as to what it does for them. So then they have a day off for that energy to integrate and settle. And then it's two days of soul link and awareness and consciousness. Then it's the weekend off, and then it's three days of complete certification to do restoration. And I add in as many other energetic processes as I can possibly add in there that really make that person become all it can be and realize how now they can go all the way down to rather than just doing the two days, they can go down to do a two-hour life-changing session and just, you know, if they've got to do it on credit, uh, two two-hour life-changing sessions, the way I've got it set up, we'll pay for the training, that's that they definitely can do every month. So I've made it as simple as I can. Uh, what I know is it's going to go out there, and I need it out there. I don't know whether you realize how old I am, Ryan. I'm almost 73. Wow. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. You have a lot, a lot of energy for somebody. Yeah. I, I never would have thought you were 73. I just thought you were, um, I had to say I thought you were at least like late 50s, early 60s. I was not aware <laughs> that you were 73. Yeah, much later. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. really awesome. you know, if people come to uh, again the website is memory energy therapy dot com can people yeah. go and find out if they can go there and find what practitioners are in their state that they can go to for this because I feel like this should be another type of therapy out there yeah. well right now what we're doing is we're finding out who's nearest to them because there's only 150 in, in the total uh, US and part of Australia that are trained to do the work and they're so few and far between. So when somebody goes to the website and looks for somebody near them, we just refer it out to whoever it is that's there. Wow. I just didn't so think that's people, yeah, if people came to your site and they were able to just find a lo- location by location, it might be really interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is, this is, I think, something completely new. And I always feel that the psychology today would be something that they, they should cover this about it, uh, yeah. go through it. From your personal experience, what do you think have been, and you mentioned before about somebody who, about to write you like this hate mail letter and how horrible you are. And then it turns to be a wonderful thing. Yeah. What other dramatic changes have you seen in other people? Oh, wow. Family? Well, uh, again, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, three weeks ago, I was having a rough Friday, and I put out – I sent a note to just those that had trained with me in Virginia Beach last August, which was like 10 in the group. And I said to him, Gary needs some energy. Please send me some testimonies. And my word, they sent about 15, and they were just thrilling. You know, when somebody says, you know, I met a friend who came home from Iraq, and she said, I came home with my troop. There were only 11 of us. There were only 12 of us left because the others had died. And in the last three months, 11 of them have now departed, and it won't be long, and I'm going to go join them. Now, that's a terrible way to meet somebody in a grocery store. But the key is the person who's trained in this work did soul link on them for worst memory ever. And 30 days later, this person drove a great distance to come and find her because she's saying, I've got to get trained to do this work because I want to be able to prevent other people from committing suicide. So think of it. She lost 11 of her friends in three months. She met somebody who's trained in this work, and now she wants to be thoroughly trained in this work so she can prevent people from committing suicide. Those things, just that's, that's just so amazing. So amazing. I think, it's, I think it's really amazing. But Gary, do you ever 
worry that uh, Big Pharma is going to um, be looking at you and saying, wait a second. Oh, I'm I don't know. pretty sure they are already. It's probably, it's like, <laughs> if you're able to – I know that there have been other people that have come up with things that have, uh, you know, been able to – something right. I came up with an invention to be able to run a car on water. And I'm like, well, that's not in the best yeah. interest of people. And I think that a lot of these other breakthrough innovations as far as the, uh, the medical industry goes – the pharmaceuticals are just like, no, don't do that because it's going to cut away from our billion-dollar profit that we're profiting off these treatments. Yeah. So, I mean, are you a little worried about that? No, I'm not. I lost my wife for 52 years in January, and if it's my time, I'm going upstairs. But otherwise, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I should be dead at least 21 times. And look at me. I'm not even on prescription medication, Ryan. I'm on nothing. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think God's got a lot more for me to do before it's over. And if it's over, it's over. But what I know is I'm training people as fast as I can get them trained so that this work really is going out there. You know, we, we, we need the people trained to do this so that if, in fact, we start to get all that, then there's enough out there that can keep it going. I mean, it's why I'm patent pending. I, you know, when, when, I, when I look at everything I ever did with EFT and EMDR and all this other stuff, you know, I do. I was so into content. I had to listen to this story. I had to agonize with them. It was like, yeah. And I hated it in reality, but I did it because I knew I was helping somebody. That was my answer. Now I do all that in seconds <laughs> without any content, without any story. And that's why I say this work is changing the face of therapy. It doesn't matter whether it will or won't. It's changing the face of therapy. Well, how would you compare your work to certain people? We've actually discussed, had Dr. Dr. Doblin on from maths, and he is utilizing or advocating MDMA as a means of, healing people with post-traumatic stress disorder. Do you yeah. find that what your work is or what the work that he's doing are kind of, are, can, they, are they, can they go hand in hand? Can they, can they, can they complement well, each other? Anything could go hand in hand and complement. The problem is they're so into the story. They're so into the agony of what the, what the memory is about and content. You know, I, I feel like, I feel like the work that I did for years was where people seemed to throw up their worst on me and I tried to clean it up by cleaning it out, you know? I, I don't want to do that, and that's and that's why even today, you know, we can deal with the worst of the worst, but I, I, I don't want to know their story. I want to look at them afterwards and realize they're standing there with these tears running down their cheek, realizing this memory is never going to bother them again. It has completely changed. It did everything we said the work was going to do, and I don't need to own this story. That's that's big for me. That is so big. For me. It's probably part of why I'm healthy because I've done this type of work now for four decades. Wow, that's it. It's really amazing. And when it comes to these memories, do you find that certain people could be dealing with a memory from a previous life incarnation or are most of the memories and the pain and suffering that they're dealing with specifically pertaining to this particular lifetime? In most of this particular lifetime. When I deal with the other, it generally comes out during the restoration training program because I've got a point in there when we look at major emotions and feelings like anger, fear, sadness, and guilt. And we try to find what's the root cause of the first event, and then we want to know what's the lesson here that I need to learn, which I agree to learn that lesson and abide by it, and now will allow this emotion and feeling to simply dissolve. And, I mean, it's a big piece of work. It's a, it's a half-day structure that we do just on anger, fear, sadness, and guilt. But the key is it may, in fact, go back to past life because they're carrying it forward in a karmic or a genealogic bin. So, yeah, it, it's possible. But Link was not intended for that. Soling is intended for something that somebody consciously or even at another than conscious level. You know, so many people have been abused and traumatized so much as a child that what they know is I've got this feeling and I know that I know something happened to me, but I don't know what. Well, as they hold on to that feeling, Soling will neutralize that feeling. 
Now, does it neutralize the memory? From my perspective, chances are it's 100% yes, but can I prove that? No, it's going to take some scientific research in there. And I'm just waiting for the people to step forward who realize this is of that much value. Let's get the research done. What do you think is going to take I – mean, do you think it's going to require a lot more people to go out there to really make this become mainstream? I mean, are you actually planning on writing a book and putting a DVD well, up? you, you, you got to realize just, just – uh, just looking at EFT, for example, and again, EFT was good. I trained with Roger Callahan way back who was the original creator of the work. It's called Callahan Technique. There are 600,000 people registered in just one specific organization related to EFT. So, you know, what's going to happen when those 600,000 people discover, okay, uh, I've got a failure right here, and this guy's got something that won't fail. So, you know, you just you realize that thing's going to spread. It's going to do what it's going to do simply – because the results themselves are screaming train. They're just, they're right there. For, for, for somebody to try to look at putting their life in order, I mean, they can come and just do the restoration course. It will change their life forever. In the process of doing that course, they will end up doing and learning how to do soul link and awareness and consciousness. They just won't be certified to teach it to others. But they certainly will be using it for themselves. And that's why it's a life changer. I mean, that's the work I've done for like 36 years, oh, <laughs> the yeah. restoration, I without a failure. No, I, think it's, I think it's wonderful. And one thing I think about, Gary, is that I feel that in our society today, we live in a perpetual state of the fear of now. Everyone's in this state of you got to be afraid all the time. And I think that's what the, the, the world governments use to keep people in the state of tyranny. They think they're in freedom, but I think they're in total mm. tyranny because they're afraid. And when you're in that fear space, you don't have the capability of thinking critically. So do you think... What are some of the ways do you think, like maybe three or four different ways, that your um, discovery, your methodology of healing people could indeed change the world? Well, there are so many simple things in there, simple processes. Uh, Again, the biggest thing is the mindset change. When you realize that you are what the beat and the energy field of your heart is, then wouldn't it make sense you become love-living rather than love-seeking? I mean, that's just a big one. But then when you learn that you are but this field of energy, how do you function within the field of energy? You know, we only live now, and that's a good one. We only live now. But think of, think of this one. Let's take one thing. Let's think about anxiety. You know, I'll see people, and they're, they're like going to go on a stage and speak or something. They're soaking ringing wet because they're so afraid of what's about to happen, and yet they've committed to doing it, and yet the anxiety level is that great. Now, if I can get to that person, I simply say to them, do yourself a favor. I want you to think about the fact that you're about to go up on that stage. And when you go up on that stage, I want you right now in your mind's eye to go 15 minutes beyond. Let me say it again. I want you in your own mind's eye right now to go 15 minutes beyond the successful completion of the most positive, powerful speech you've ever done. And I want you to feel what it feels like. Tell me what are the emotions and feelings you get right now from having gone 15 minutes beyond the most successful talk. I mean, their face lights up, they light up, they start telling you the emotions and feelings, and on stage they go. They're the ones that get the standing ovation. Why? Because they shifted that energy in just the field by having control of it, by simply thinking 15 minutes beyond the successful completion. Anxiety isn't real. It's the past projection put forward that you're still looking at as though it's real, but it's not. You know, I mean, that's the simplicity of where I understand energy and how personally we need to learn to manipulate it so that we get the results we're after. Wow. And, you know, I think it makes me think about something I read about with Tony Robbins. He talks about triggering a state. I love some of the techniques that he's uh, taught about. The years. 
do you think that your methodology will actually improve upon this triggering going into a different state? Can we utilize your techniques to put a person in an instant state of heightened success, especially if you're a professional athlete? As long as what they're thinking of is a positive, they do the soul-link technique on it while they're thinking about it, they will actually install it as a stronger positive simply because the field of energy that's outside of the body, that the body is within, is the identity of who you are. When the heart beats, it creates an identity field of who you are. So as you do the process, it takes what you're thinking about and makes it a part of the identity of who you are. So based on what you're holding in mind, you're empowering your own personal identity to be much more of that which you are. So yes, very much so. What do you think some of it could be some of the root causes for a person who has a heart attack, especially at an earlier age? Is that just um, is that something? Is that fate? Is that them not attending there, being listening to their heart? What are some of the reasons why people have heart failure? <laughs> it can be anything, including bad food, my friend. Yeah. But the, but the key is almost all heart failure is stress induced. It's, it's not listening to your body. It's not listening to your life. It's not responding when your body tells you what you should do. I mean, it's one thing to know what you should do, but you should all over yourself, and you never do it, you know? If, if your body has to shut you down to wake you up, it'll shut you down to wake you up. I mean, look at fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is a disease of overcommitment. Think about it. It's a disease of overcommitment. People do more for other people than they'll do for themselves. But yet for the two or three hundred cases that we've worked with already, I simply say to that person, feel the pain that you've got across your back. Feel it as strongly as you do. Let's grade it on a one to ten and call it a ten. Are you with me? Yep. Okay, good. So now ask yourself, where's that part of awareness that's responsible for holding that pain? And would that part of awareness simply like to relax, unwind, or unfold and become a part of awareness and consciousness once more? It's amazing. The moment they agree, that pain will drop from like a ten down to a three or a four. And I know why it isn't completely gone, because I say to them, so realize, your body just responded to the height of its ability to drop that pain from a 10 to a 3 or a 4. And the reason why it didn't go the rest of the way is because your body knows that you're still that committed to everybody else. So if you'll tell your body and tell those other people that they're going to have to begin to take care of themselves, you're not going to be all things for all people. And in fact, you tell your body out loud that you're going to begin to take better care of yourself, Watch what happens when you tell your body that. The moment they do, the pain goes to zero. Now I teach them how to get rid of the scar tissue because if, in fact, the scar tissue there, they still need to get rid of it. And, of course, that's another you know, another processing of, of what we go through in order to teach them how to do that. But think about it. I mean, they're in excruciating pain, and it's progressive. It's been getting worse for a long, 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 long time, and all of a sudden they're looking at you in a couple minutes, and they're at zero. That's like, what just because yeah. <laughs> it's a piece of energy. It's a growing piece of energy that's locking up their body because they haven't been paying attention to life. They're giving their life away to everybody else and not providing any for themselves. If you focus your energy, let's say, for example, on nature or even animals, and you basically focus your attention on that, and you put your your you know, your hand on, that, say, an animal's body, can you, um, will your heart kind of adapt to that heartbeat of that animal or even become calmer because you're in nature. I'm just wondering, how, how does your heartbeat kind of fluctuate in terms of its environment? And is it better to be in nature? Is it better to be around animals? Is that one of the best things you could do for your heart to recreate a different reality? 
Uh, your answer to that would be definitely yes. It's like, you know, when I know that somebody's got high blood pressure, I simply say, please go walk in the grass. If you can sprinkle the grass with water, sprinkle it with water. But pay attention to the bottoms of your feet. Feel everything you can about what nature is supplying to you. Because it's like the reverse magnetics. It just pulls the negative charge out. Animals are wonderful. I mean, you know, I can call the dolphins ahead of time, go to the ocean. They're there to meet me. Uh, I can tell them where and when. I was just uh, at that World Congress of Integrative Medicine in Hawaii. The Airbnb that I stayed at has a Rottweiler dog. And and when I arrived, I was coming in and hear the owner screaming at the dog, making sure that dog's going to be calm and not come after me and bite me and so forth. And, and next thing you know, the dog comes over and the dog presses right up against my legs, strong enough so that if the dog could push me over backwards, it would have. And then it presses its head up against my lower gut and just presses it right in. And as I walk backwards, the dog keeps it on pressing. So I went to a chair and sat down, and the dog came over and laid on both of my feet, just laid right on him and put his head right up in my lap. He said, the owner says, I've never seen anything like this. Have you got an explanation for what's going on? I said, yeah, I'm love living. The dog recognizes that the difference between the dog and its oneness with creation and me is very little. That's why the dog loves me. The dog feels like I am that energy field that the dog is. He says, but you don't understand. This is a Rottweiler. I mean, he would bite you. I said, no, he isn't going to bite me. I'm not going to give him that opportunity. I'm going to love him to life the same way I love the whole world to life. The world has loved us to death. It's time we stop loving each other to death. We need to love each other to life. Wow. And what do you think is the root cause of some of this? Because we talk a lot about it on the show, about the, the negative stuff, about the, the darkness and yeah. the craziness. Is it? Well, I think David Hawkins, in his book, Power Versus Force, would be the first one, gave the best scaling levels of enlightenment. He turns around and scales everything from zero to a thousand. Two hundred is integrity. Five hundred is love. Five forty is unconditional love. Six hundred is enlightenment. And the thing about it was the, the major people, well over 90% of the people on the face of the earth, live below 200. So they lack integrity with themselves, let alone integrity with anybody else. And those people that actually calibrate levels, they actually can you see a lot to calibrate where people are at. Uh, they look at me and they say, wow, you're, you're like 640. You're like Enlightenment Plus. And I say to them, I'm Enlightenment Plus simply because I have to be there in order to take anyone that goes to my training and pull them up to the level of at least 600 so that they now make the decision to become love living for the rest of their life and live at the level of love at 500. Yeah, they'll make judgment decisions. I still do. I can think things that are like, whoops, that wasn't really loving shame on you. But you see, I recognize it rather than it just being a running chatter in my head. That's the difference. But that's a good one to look at, Power versus Force with David Hawkins. Really, really, really great series. There's about 20 books to the whole series. David's no longer with us. But really, really great series of looking at where the energy of – uh, he actually does uses 10,000 tests for each kinesiologic testing, but he does the countries, the great books. He does, you know, movies. There's all sorts of stuff he includes in all of his books uh, so that you really can look at getting a better grasp of where the energy is in everything that's out there. Mr. Gary Sinclair, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. I mean, I just love having you on the show. I think you're, you're very cutting edge, and uh, it's all positive, pure positive energy. We can learn more about Mr. Gary Sinclair by going to his website at memoryenergytherapy.com. You can learn about events. You can find out uh, how to sign up for the therapies and also how to become a practitioner yourself. It's just yeah. Sinclair. Thank you so much for being with us. Bless you, my friend. Love you to life. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth radio show. 
Special thanks to our incredible guest, Mr. Gary Sinclair. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Lisa Casa, and Miss Casa Stellas. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Intruth Radio Show, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. So the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and fears. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening. Want to be heard or seen in front of millions of people? Want to be an expert on TV or radio? Goldman McCormick PR is a New York City-based public relations agency that specializes in traditional and social media placement for law, finance, media, and corporate-based clients. Goldman McCormick PR also are specialists in website development, radio show creation, press conferences, media training, and so much more. Check out GoldmanMcCormick.com for more information. GoldmanMcCormick.com. 